and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Welcome to Raven's Nest Season 8 discussion with our bannerman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sir Ezra, uh, as Lord Adam Parker is calling the Grand Maester of Technical Difficulties. Uh, you're just, Unfortunately, he's uh, experiencing some... Uh, audio issues with his newfangled yeah. iPhone. Well, that's why I use Android. Well, you know what? I, I literally have a major complaint to make now to, to uh, yeah, I, Apple. This is insane. I mean, you take away that 3.5 millimeter jack and I can't do squat for recording right now. So this is, it's weird. It's really strange. But mm, yeah, explain explain to everyone the kind of scenario you have going on right now. I think you have two, I think you have the, the tiny little earbuds inside, then you have other headphones on. I think you have like two microphones yeah. in front of your face. Is that what's happening? I, I do. So I have right now uh, my my over the ear headset on with my microphone plugged into some converter cable, a three point five millimeter converter cable into a lightning um, whatever that's called thingamajigger into the Thunderbolt. my new Appleton yeah Thunderbolt thing. Uh, plugged into the phone and then underneath I have my airpod uh, one only one plugged into the left side of my ear it's actually in my ear so I can actually hear everyone on discord talking perfect it's, it's insane and I have a microphone in front of me just in case you know we lose any of my audio so it's perfect just, it's a joke hey <laughs> all right well uh, it is good to be back to Raven's Nest we haven't had one of these in a while and uh, today uh, we're just going to be doing kind of a round robin discussion, get everybody's thoughts um, kind of on season eight. We haven't really we haven't done a Raven's Nest yet with everyone to kind of hear, you know, what did you think of season eight? Uh, love it, hate it. Um, I think everybody has really different opinions. You know, you and Sir, you and I, Sir Ezra, I think we had kind of because we we did a Raven's Nest in the middle. And I think everyone was really optimistic after the long night. And I think that that changed in the second half of the season. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. (laughs) I I was hopeful right up until last episode. And I kept saying, what is brand going to do? And he became king. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, I I think, I think irked, I think irked a lot of people. Um, and uh, anyway, we're gonna get your guys' thoughts on it I, really quickly. I guess, you know, I mean, what did you, what did you kind of think, Sir Ezra? I mean, what, what was your kind of, you know, now that we, now that we've had a little time to kind of, you know, we're a little removed from season eight, or now that we're back in the books, um, you know, what, do, what do you kind of think of it now that you've had, you know, a, you know, we've had some time to, to think about it and absorb it? Well, I mean. I I still enjoyed it. I I really did enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it as much as previous seasons. And I think it's because of the lack of source material and not really knowing some of the details, you know, what made the other seasons better and what made them a lot more, I don't know, just like, like they were jarring, but not in a way that was like, you were just doing it to get a reaction. I mean, they were like, there was build up, there was subtlety, there was foreshadowing uh, a major, you know, something would happen like the red wedding and you'd look back uh, over the last couple episodes and be like, wow. Or even in the books too, like there's all that, there's all those clues and hinting and foreshadowing. And so you're like, wow, that's really, that's really cool. And it lands really well. Um, and then you just, you can't really do that in this season as much because we don't have the source material. So 
it was still enjoyable and I, I had a, I had a fun time watching it and a fun time discussing it with our our bannerman and with with you and I, I look forward to the prequels now I mean under new direction and everything but I don't know man I there were parts that there were there were really good moments for me that I like I enjoyed um Jenny of Oldstones I enjoyed uh Brian of Tarth kind of writing in the white book and I mean Sansa getting her crown in a way so there there are points that I really did enjoy but there's there's other bits that I'm just sort of like what right. happened it was it was kind of I don't know either rushed rushed is the word we've used to to describe the end there mm -hmm. but or disorganized or not enough evidence to kind of support why some of these things happened and we just kind of we both both of us I think have said that we we needed more time and, and more episodes right i still though that last episode you challenged me to go back and kind of rewatch it and i i would challenge everyone else to go back and and watch it a second and a third time and see if it doesn't become more enjoyable because it does i watched it with my sister and i'm sort of like all right i mean i i'm not guessing anymore as to what's happening i know what's going to happen and i can just enjoy it and it was it was better. Yeah. So. Um, so for me, when I when I go back and I kind of think about it and rewatch it, I think that the first three episodes are great. I think that they are fantastic and it is a well it's a it's a well put together story. I, you know, I, I still feel like more people kind of should have died. But, um, you know, the first episode was good. It was it was a good build up. And really, um, it's the second half that that for the four, five and six that kind of I think fell a little more flat um and then there you know the whole danny going mad business there was foreshadowing throughout the season um sam telling john you know, like when when she's talking to sam and she talks about oh well I, oops i kind of killed your your dad and your brother and then sam tells john that there is that when you go back and rewatch it there is that even that foreshadowing in the last season but again, as you said, I really feel like it could have been about one. It really needed to be like two more episodes, but I think one with them wanting to make it a shorter season would have worked a little bit better, even with the episodes being longer. I still feel like you probably could have fit in one just 50 minute episode and that would have kind of bridged the gap between the two and maybe have John kill Danny in like episode six. And then the entire episode seven could have been more of the brand becoming king. And then it would have been fleshed out a little bit more. And the ending would have felt just a little bit uh, better. Or And then maybe episode three ends with Miss Andy getting cap or episode four ends with Miss Andy getting captured, not her getting captured in the middle of the episode and then being killed at the end. You know, there's just there wasn't that yeah. that would her getting captured would have been a super big moment to end the episode on. Uh, it just seems okay. like so much happens in that that fourth episode that. Uh, if you could have pushed that, spread that one out a little bit, I think everything else would have worked just a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real quick on that, because you could have had more dialogue with Danny about that loss and what it meant to her. You know, we could have gotten some of that, and we've been like, "Oh crap, she's really losing it." Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, think of how I. To me, it's that that fourth episode is really what, because five by itself is a great episode. If you just if you just watch five um, for what it is, I mean, it's it's a I mean, use the word gourd. I mean, it's the the her just burning down the city is a huge epic moment, but it just did, it didn't have the weight behind it because of the lack of context that. Episode the episode before 
just it was there's so much that happens in that fourth episode with um the episode begins in Winterfell. <laughs> you know, I mean, the episode begins in Winterfell and Jorah's dead and we don't even really see that and we don't get enough of Danny grieving grieving over Jorah Mormont. So, so yeah, so that four was to me is really what 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 hurt what hurt the season. So, um anyway, I still I still liked it. I went like as I told you, I went back and I rewatched the last episode kind of for what it is and I really liked actually the if you just go back and you just watch the not even the you don't have to watch the full episode, just watch the last like half hour, the the post Danny being killed stuff, the kind of epilogue stuff of John getting to go to North and Bran becoming king. And it actually it's pretty cool actually. Um it's just the, there's so much that happens in, in that episode. It's like you have to kind of shift gears. And that's how you have to do it in a lot of the last three episodes is so much happens you're kind of shifting gears because they should be multiple episodes and but they're kind of all jam packed into into a few. So, but at the end of the day, I still like the season. The Long Night is easily my I mean, like my favorite episode of Game of Thrones ever. I think it's a masterpiece. So, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Awesome. Well, uh, we want to get to, we're going to do kind of round robin. Everyone's going to get a chance to kind of speak once. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on season eight. Did you like it? Um, do you hate it? Are you still kind of hopeful for the books? Do you think the books will be different? So um, I'm just going to start kind of start picking people at random here. And I think I'm going to go with Lady Sarah if she's ready. I'm going to unmute her. Uh, maybe she might be ready. Lady Sarah, I have you unmuted, so you could begin whenever you are ready. You may just have to unmute yourself. And then we'll start going in the uh, we'll start going in the group chat here and having people ran, raise hands and possibly get an order going so we can uh, get everyone going. Okay. Hey, there we go. Right on. <laughs> I, I think it's a it should be a full moon. I think we're all starting off on left feet today. <laughs> um. So feelings about season eight um i most definitely would agree with sir matt in saying that episode three is just one of those um standalone episodes that that no no matter how you feel about season eight or you know all of that you can't get that taken away from you that was you know the suspense and the build-up and just that whole feeling of excitement like you know we were everybody was so jacked up for it you know we were all tired and a little confused and a little bit like what's why is this happening by the time you get to the the last episode mm-hmm. that i think so much of us were still so hopeful and wide-eyed and just you know just ready for this beautiful story to spell out and to kind of tie up and so yes most definitely those first couple episodes amazing episode three stunning beautiful the dragon fights were something out of fire and blood i don't know if they had like any early material from fire and blood but the way it was described in every single dragon fight in that book the way they snap the way they rip the way they tear and claw and pull the wings apart that was just it was like emotional seeing that. I, I never thought seeing dragons fight would be something so exciting 
you know, for me, I'm not necessarily a girly girl or a tomboy, but holy crap, give me the give me the dragon fights all yeah. the time. Um, yeah. it, it was beautiful, and especially when when D- Danny and John are just kind of floating up there together, you know, a- as awful as her reaction was to him telling her, you know, this is what my, I'm actually a Targaryen, you know, I'm your nephew, for God's sakes. And she was just very, she just reacted to it so oddly. It seemed like there was still a little bit of hope for the two of them throughout episode three, especially when you got those, you know, stunning moments of them looking down at the the Dothraki and then, you know, taking off on the dragons and you know there was still some thread together there with them and then episode four happens and it felt like everything just got hijacked i was like are we in the twilight zone does just do we need to give a mind all to Daenerys or sansa or somebody like the one thing that bugged me about last season even though they tied it up very well was the Arya and sansa kind of you know cattiness untrustworthiness um you know but they did that because they were basically pulling the little finger on little finger um you know the minute Daenerys comes in with John and Sansa has that very cold um reaction to her you know I understand she basically took away John's crown which he did willing himself you know um but I just thought that moment was the first sort of like, I don't feel like this really fits with everything. And so, you know, when her and Sansa get a little bit close, Jorah tells her, you know, go sit down with her. And they, you know, they start agreeing. And then, you know, what happens after the war? And Daenerys is like, I take my claim. And they pull back from each other again. Um, It just, that part was such a bummer. You know, that was such a letdown. There was real... I, I think a lot of people had a lot of hope for Daenerys and Sansa clicking. Um, I could have almost seen like Tyrion being the hand of the of the queen and Sansa being the a hand of the the king for John. You know, it's it felt like those could have all merged together really almost seamlessly. Um, and then season episode four happens, and you get you know her getting the hell out of Winterfell, taking the dragons that need to rest, taking all these men that need to rest, even though so many more men pop up at Dragonstone. We've got, like, right. a bunch of Dothraki and, right. you know, so and Unsullied. So in that moment when she's turning the corner and, and Rhaegal just goes down, I was just like, I can't. I was like, John, this is not fair to John. He only got to ride the dragon for, like, right two times that's not fair like it it just it seemed like everything sort of falling apart and i could feel Daenerys's spiral and i understood it and i i could clearly see where they were going with it i didn't like it but i went with it and you know then you get the bells and you're just that's that was the last moment of suspense it was like okay are we gonna have the Daenerys that's been with us this whole time who has freed slaves, locked up her dragon because it maybe killed a child, you know, who's always been this righteous sort of figure, you know, is she going to go straight for the rightful target? She has every right to go straight for that castle and burn it down and 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 desecrate it and get rid of Cersei. 
or is she really going to do what we don't want her to do? And she does what we don't want her to do. And it didn't have that same effect as like you guys were saying, as like the red wedding or a Hodor moment. It didn't give you that like, whoa, wow, that's crazy. And I don't get it, but we will get it. But like, you know, and then it just for John to just walk up to her and just kind of, you know, pull the Ramsey Bolton, you know, that was kind of suspenseful for a minute. You know, it, when you heard the knife go in, it was like, for a moment, I thought maybe Daenerys actually did it to John. You know, it's like, if she's this yeah. mad, if she's gone this crazy, you know, I could, I could see her eliminating him as one last target. Um, that may have been like a cooler spin, but the story ended how it ended. I just want to know where Dro where Drogo took or Drogon took her, um, and I want to know if the Unsullied all died once they got to the the island of Nos, if the butterfly disease came and took them all out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that that's wondering what's what's happening after. That's what they did to us, right? We're sort of like what what happens afterwards. It's, yeah, it's, like uh... is is Bran like looking in the mirror at the end of the night and winking with a blue eye? You know, it's like if we had um... just one more little thing of suspense right there at the end of the episode you know just one more thing seeing a you know a bloody footprint in the snow or something you know just that like you know i i just really hope the whole night king thing doesn't isn't just a trope to lure you into a new show that we did not need to be lured into because we're all we're all here for it no matter right. what. right yeah we're super so, fans yes we're super fans we're gonna show up so um you know, I, I'm I'm really hopeful for the books and to see how it's all spelled out, and I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> do you think Do you think the books are going to be different? I think they're going to be. I think I think a lot of the ending threads will pan out, but I think there's going to be so much that's going to be different, and I don't know if it's just because of the show. I I know he watches it, um, so it'll be interesting to see what smaller things maybe build the road the you know get the building blocks to go down certain roads yeah but yeah if he does the mad queen thing he's gonna you know it'll be more of a george moment hopefully hopefully it'll be more of a, a gut punch rather than like a, a cocking your head to the side like a dog does you know when you're like huh like wait okay this is happening you know where like in the books it's like oh my god this is happening right you know like that's the reactions I'm hoping to get in the books, and I think they'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do want to make so you actually you made me. I mean, Lady Sarah always makes us think, but the because some folks will complain that like we it's too abrupt and we didn't see it coming. You know, or there was no evidence to see this this turn happen. And then other folks are kind of like, isn't that what you want though? Don't you want sort of a like like which do we want? I mean. Do we want it to seem like it just happens or do we want it to build up over time, you know? Yeah, do you want the simmer or the boil? Yeah, and that's what I don't uh, that's that's sort of the the question, I guess, because as you say in the books it could be that gut punch. Will there be the evidence that everyone so Maglum's, you know, uh, typing in the Discord chat that, you know, he's someone who wants uh the evidence, wants to be able to see some of the and actually I mean, to be fair, if, if the way George would, would do this, pull this off in the books is it would be subtle. It would be there. The hints and the clues would all be there. Everything would be there. And you'd look back in hindsight or in a reread and you'd go, wow, it was all there. 
right exactly he's very good with the gut punch and then you being able to kind of go back like you said go back and find all the threads like our like aria will um you know how that pans out yeah Yeah. awesome well thanks uh lady sarah yeah it was it was awesome all right lord adam parker you are unmuted so you can sometimes you can call in you know when you're northern bannerman hey (laughs) Yeah, you know, everyone's having technical technical issues right today, so. I was over for four more minutes, but it's okay. I'll go. <laughs> um, no, I was just I was type, I was just typing out some stuff. So, first off, I'd say that season eight is the episode two of Game of Thrones. A Star Wars episode wow. two of Game of Thrones. Wow! wow. At first. <laughs> No, it's a, it's, it's, it's a deep cut. If you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you got you to catch up to the other podcast. Yeah. At yeah. first, it's the, it's the worst season. But after watching literally any other show on TV, it's not that bad. It's, it's actually kind of enjoyable. Um, you know, I, I, I actually, you know, coming up on, I was almost dreading, I guess, this Raven's Nest because I was kind of, burned out a little bit talking about game of thrones you know i, I have friends who are talking to me about it and boy the facebook group you know as the show was going on um you know during the time of the show and it was actually interesting of when talking to people afterwards and even like last week i, I talked to to someone um about the show and coworkers and stuff and and I was realizing as I'm listening to people grumble about the show and talk about it and oh I think this is gonna happen I think this is gonna happen or or post after the episode aired and it's oh I think this did it for this I was kind of thinking to myself and I was like man like I'm I'm actually I'm actually a leading expert on Game of Thrones material like this is what this is uh facebook group this podcast and this whole community that that we have is that we take such deep dives into the show and i was like yeah i, I was like what yeah. you just said doesn't that's just that doesn't that's not even the direction that the directors were going in because it's like you know you get you get matt you get ezra you get everyone from the group you're just like talking about stuff it's like you know so much about the show um but I was talking uh, to to the warlock a couple of days ago, uh, Liam, and I decided I was going to rewatch the the season. You know, I, I had to. It's been what a couple months. You know, I it, it, everything has settled. I've been focusing on the reread. I've been focusing on Star Wars. I've been uh, actually tried to watch some of the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, you know, for some of the the guys in the group. Um, you know, so I've been completely separate from Game of Thrones. So today, canceled all my Saturday plans, had nothing else to do. I rewatched the entire season. And I just want to say the last couple scenes, I cried, like tears streaming down my cheeks. Uh, just, you know, I really felt, and, and, and first of all, the cinematography and i've said this before with the long night which i agree with you guys best episode of the season 
the visuals, the cinematography, the way shots lined up, like when John killed Danny and it shows the throne behind them. And then it pans around slowly as she's dying and he's holding her. And then Drogon comes up and you hear him for a while. And then he comes up and he comes into focus. Everything shot for shot, I think is the greatest visual show, movie, anything I've ever seen. Hands down, if they don't win every single award for cinematography, then I'm going to stop watching the award show that awards for TV shows. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, It's it's so good. It's the best show. And that's why, you know, that's why you circle back to episode two and you're like, episode two of Star Wars is actually a very good movie. It's like a very good movie comparing it to, you know, other movies that are that are out there even. And this season was such a good show. It's such a good season. And maybe it's not season two. Maybe it's not season four. Maybe it's not season six of Game of Thrones. And I think that that's the standard we're trying to hold it on to. And it's not that. But it's still standalone. One of the best seasons, I think, that that TV has produced. Um but you really feel, and I, I really felt too, and and the writing, which I'll, I'll circle back to, and, and the spacing, which I'll circle back to as well. You really feel when Tyrion found Jamie and Cersei. Actually, when Jamie and Cersei died, like that was tough. When Jamie, fi- uh, when uh, Tyrion finds them afterwards, and like I remember, kind of hating on the long walk that Tyrion took. Uh, in the beginning of um, the last episode. And it's like, okay, that's four minutes of this guy with little legs walking very far distance. Like we could have sped that up a bit, but honestly watching it again, it made sense because you really feel, and John's like, oh, I should go with you or send some men with you because it's not safe. He's like, I have to do it alone. Cause you see that he cares so much about his family that he had to go on this journey by himself. And when he uncovered the thing and he smashed those rocks on the ground out of frustration, out of sadness, out of every emotion, I like me too, man. I was like, I'm smashing, you know, like my remotes on the ground. Being like, no, like, why did they have to go? They could have escaped, you know, and you, you're feeling that with Tyrion. And then, you know, same thing with, with Sansa getting uh, crowned queen of the North. And, you know, she's a strong beautiful woman and i'm very certain that her dress her coronation dress i think is the same dress as her wedding dress um i have to go back and double check that but when she put it on i said out loud to myself i was like that's her wedding dress and it had like you know maybe it's slightly different but i had i felt that and i felt the struggles that we she went through and when she was talking to the hound and he was like if you just left with me none of this would have happened to you but she's 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 honed in the fact she's encompassed in and supported the fact that it had happened to her and that she had to go through the struggle to be this very strong leader and when john says and he sincerely means it of you know uh eddard's daughter will lead the people and there's no better choice it's true i i think sans is a almost better leader than john is um you know and and i I was really felt that and when they were chanting queen of the north i was like chanting it too 
And then when John met Ghost, I just like that's when I lost it. I just like burst out crying. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he meets Ghost. Ghost is proper size. He's big again. He's the size of a small horse. Um, <laughs> and him going north, and he kind of does that like. Is he smiling? Does he crack a smile? Does he not crack a smile as soon as the gate closes? And I was just like, again, I said out loud, I was like, I was like, king of the north. Like, he's king of the wild. He's king beyond the wall. And, yeah, and, yeah. um, Arya's queen of the seas and Sansa's queen of the north and Bran's king of the seven kingdoms. And then I was like, well, obviously, I'm, I'm a Stark bannerman. So I'm very happy. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I ended the whole season extremely happy just so many emotions just so happy for the starks they're the my favorite characters the best characters uh you know so happy for 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 everything else so so sad so emotional for for all the other stuff but even and even a a few weeks ago and kind of seeing some memes about like daenerys and you know being you know treacherous as she is i was thinking to myself like man i'm here for that too I only wish that Daenerys was like more crazy. I wish she was like more messed up or like burned more people or more ruthless. Like I wish she killed Tyrion almost, you know what I mean? Just to show that she's like really, 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 really mad. And that actually would have been pretty awesome. And it's like taking that persona and just being like, you know, you do you, do you and like you just you're mad. Like, you, you know, you have to do it. Um, and then there's actually a couple again my head's in star wars so the episode four and it's you you talked earlier or you know someone brought up that that's the turning point the long night we were all optimistic that it was still going to be a good season and then episode four five and six it kind of gets rushed and that's really where the spacing kind of gets a little nutty um but in that that episode four like the when when john's like you know, he's like, oh, I'm not drunk. He's like, maybe a little. And they kind of do that talk where he's like, you're my queen, not my lover. It felt so much like like Anakin and Padme in the Naboo scene on um, Star Wars Episode Two, where it's like this yeah. awkward, weird sexual yeah. tension that maybe isn't there. And it's yeah. like, I just felt in the, like, there's a fireplace crackling and they're talking about like, this is forbidden love, like type of man. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> like, this is Star Wars. This is a word for, this is the exact scene over and over yeah. again. Again, that's that's where my head is. Um, but I, I think that the, one of the main issues I think of the season, it would have been better to have a 10 episode, 50 minute long, season so minutes wise i think it's it's eight eight point six episodes i believe mm-hmm. is how long the season was uh 50 minute episodes um so just to have that one more episode that 1.4 more episodes would have done so much justice to the season and would have just made it from you know being hated on twitter to like being one of the best closing seasons of of the most epic show and it's like it gets that spacing and it's like you're 100 percent correct when masande got captured episode ended right there that's you're done with the episode move on to the next one you know and it's like episode four there the funeral um i think that's fine celebrating afterwards was great 
end the episode after the celebration. You know, uh, maybe take a moment where Jamie sleeping with Brienne, I think, end it there or something like that. Or, you know, do end it with something big, but like end it, like that's it. And then that's done. Um, and it's like, you really, and you really, ca- ca- you pick up uh, again, positively, you pick up on a little of the subtleties of Sansa being like, no, the troops are tired. And then even John was like, uh, there were, I think, episode five, I think, um, someone was like, Danny wants to march the troops now. And John was like, no, sunrise earliest. Like, we're not doing it now. We're doing the sunrise. And like, you could tell that he's even being like, okay, like you're rushing it. We need to slow down. And again, Sansa is is one of the underrated, I think, leaders. And then like, you should have waited, you know, for for battle plans. But again, we're not we're not war generals here. We're not uh, we're not criticizing based on on war patterns. Um, but that that spacing, it's like okay, you end it here. Maybe a dragon dies or something like that. And it's like that's the end of the episode. Falls into the water, boom. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. That's what I would have done. That's what would have made it good. But watching it the second time and you know what's going to happen, you you don't pay attention to the, um, the the plot holes or the sequences that were bad. And you, you kind of, you don't focus on the negatives of the season. So I would challenge anybody to, you know, if, if they didn't like it wait a month watch it again you know i i bet when we do a rewatch of the whole series a year from now or two years from now we're not going to really have as many gripes for season eight mm-hmm. you know um yeah there's some things that could have been better but honestly it's like it was still it's again to go back to start it's, it's the episode two it's still the greatest uh show on tv ever um so we're that's what that's what we're going to think of uh, a couple of years yeah. from now and, uh, uh, yeah so like and, uh, in in comparing it to other seasons you know it's a uh, it, it may as you said earlier it didn't hit some of the the hype that those had but still all around i mean and i think you're right the more like it like the more we watch it and when we do come back to it it's like when i come back to you watch it, it i'm like ah it's it's actually there's got it's, it's got its moments you know? Right, and even even the other seasons, like for example, when I was doing my rewatch for the whole show, I was like, "Oh, we can skip season five because season five sucks." It's Arya, you know, doing the House of Black and White, and it's like, it's just super boring. It sucks. It's drawn out. You got the whole reek thing. Season five is like one of the greatest seasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like I built up in my head that it was like such a terrible season, but. It, individually episode to episode comparison season five like really holds its ground and if if i'm gonna handpick my favorite episodes of game of thrones of all time it's like i'm getting five episodes of my favorite i you know at my list doesn't end i have five episodes of the greatest of every season and i'm like which season was the bad season and it's like when we were watching it when we look back on it you think, oh, that was the bad season. But then you watch that bad season and you're like, man, this season's awesome. You get the whole um, 
you get the whole Varys and Littlefinger, chaos is a pit, chaos is a ladder. You get the whole like, you know, good moments that you're like, man, this is actually one of my favorite scenes of all time, packed in the middle of one of my least favorite seasons of all time. And it's like every season has its ups and downs and every, so to compare it to season to season, it's like, yeah, they're all so amazing and they all have their their weakness. Every season has something that I would have changed or could have been better or could have done been done differently. But then every season has like some of the best episodes I've ever seen or some of the best moments of Game of Thrones I've ever seen. So it's, and season eight is no different. You know, you like, for example, it's like the long night is I think a sum of, of the whole season, right? The first time everybody mm-hmm. watched it, you couldn't see anything and it sucked. I was like, what was my TV even right? On? Yeah. You put the brightness up a little bit and then boom, it's the greatest episode of season eight. And it's hands down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, and there's so much stuff that you miss and there's so much stuff that it's brushed off. And there's so much stuff that you have just focused in your mind that you can't see the positives of it. And it's like, Oh, you couldn't see how beautiful right. season or uh, excuse me. You can see how beautiful the long night was. Because well, and, it was too dark. And I will say on that, um, so something I noticed the other day, and it's just a lot of people, everybody has their settings on their TV different. And, you know, the fact that we have, yep. to, we have to have this discussion, <laughs> because I was rewatching um, Stranger Things. Like, I watched mm-hmm. I watched it the other, the other weekend, and then I was watching it with my girlfriend, and we were watching, so I watched it on my laptop. And then we watched it on the TV and I was like, man, I can't like see anything. It's cause, just because the, the TV is set. The TV is just set different than, you know, right. my, the screen on my laptop. And so I, I was even with that show, I was like, man, this is really dark. And, but I just but I'd seen it the weekend before on my laptop. Zero issue. So it's, just, you know, a lot of it is settings. Right. And, and I talked about this last Raven's Nest where I didn't realize my TV was was on dramatic settings. So my brightness was on 40. Turn that thing up to 60. Like, for example, like in the Long Night episode, you know when Melisandre, Melisandre comes in, right? Yeah. yeah. That sequence. I couldn't see a single thing, which was terrifying. And I was yeah. super scared watching the very first time through because I couldn't see a single thing. I thought it was like White Walkers coming up because you, you could just hear footprints of like something in the snow and something moving and it's like the tension and like my heart rate was up, which was good. Like, I'm glad I watched it on very dark because I couldn't see anything. But like then rewatching it on brightness on 60, you actually see Melisandre for 30 seconds. you like, you see her walking up and then you see Davos and then it goes back to Melisandre and then she walks up to the crowd. Yeah. First time I watched it, I only saw nothing Davos's face Melisandre walking up to the crowd I missed 30 30 seconds 30 40 seconds of Melisandre walking up on a thing and it's like so I yeah, I was just an idiot like I didn't even I didn't even know until I was talking to my co-workers being like oh yeah we had to pause it and turn the brightness up I was like you can turn brightnesses up on tv like <laughs> it was just like a it was like a super dumb moment that they had but it changed and then I, I thought at that time, I thought the long night was the worst episode ever. I was like, you know, it doesn't make sense. But then watching it again, brightness up, and it's like, okay, you got to get past. You have to unlearn what you what you had learned, right? Yoda's teaching, uh, mm-hmm. 
and you have to re so it's like watch game of thrones season eight have your gripes have your reasons to hate it and then forget about why you hated it watch it again with a new mentality and then see if it's different see if it doesn't change your mind see if it isn't one of the greater i don't, I don't want to say like greater seasons but see see if it's a great season you know what yeah. i mean just like go in open mind you already know what's happening you know just watch it for what it is watch it for the the visuals watch it for the story which you know comparing it to the books honestly it's like even with the show it's like it could end the exact same georgia martin could write the yeah. same ending brand the broken still king john's still north of the wall like nothing changes between the books and the show and like even just refilm the show with like one more episode don't change a single thing just like throw in a little bit more stuff space it out a little bit longer let us like i didn't i didn't grasp the fact that the dragons died or, or the Rhaegal died like i it didn't hit me yeah. you know what i mean i i, I didn't have time to let it sink in for dramatic effect so end the episode with him dying let me dwell on it let me be sad for a whole week and then come back in with like masande maybe even being in change opening episode because it's like you know even with gray worm like watch them have them wash up on, on the on the shore end the episode there or even like end the episode during the blackout when Tyrion gets hit and then it's like boom i don't know anyone's fate Everyone could be dead right now. I'm so scared for like, I think Tyrion's dead. I think Grey Worm's dead. I just saw a dragon die. Where's Masande? What's up with the fleet? What's happening? Like, give me that angst. Give me that, the, the, that anxiety for next week. Again, don't change a single thing. Just end the episode where it's ended. And that changes how you view the episode. It changes the spacing uh, of the episode. And then it just becomes... In, instantly greater you know what i mean yeah. so it's like yeah, keep the ending yeah. keep the story don't change a single thing keep every scene that's in there base it up a little bit throw in a couple more scenes that you didn't show you know and then and one thing that i guess i didn't really like is the fact that it's like episode two three and four is 100 winterfell i forgot about cersei i forgot like then you see you're you're on Greyjoy, and you're like oh yeah he's also in this show right still. yeah absolutely. you know what i mean it's like flashback to them and that's one thing that upsets me about reading the books with germ is that he ends every chapter on the climax right i just got done with jamie having his fever dream and he's like they're like guards you know help the kingslayer and he's like my name's jamie i thought boom ended that chapter and i was like go on like continue and like the chapter before that was a davos chapter that actually took me like three weeks to read because it's so boring and i would open it up uh right before bed and i would fall asleep 35 seconds into reading this chapter it was the, it was the worst chapter in the entire book it's so boring but the last page is when they start talking about um eric or edric eric storm and yeah. Um, they're leeching him and they throw him in the fire and he says the names and I'm like, oh shit, these last this last one page 
is yeah. the greatest part of the whole. It's, it's like he ends yeah. every chapter on the climax. Yeah. And it's like the show could have done that and, 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 you know, done it slightly better. And it's like just that, that difference of, you know, it's like the show had this climax and then like resolved it and then ended boring. And you're like, what? Or it's like you forget, but the germ cycles through is, I guess, but what I was saying before is like, George cycles through a lot of characters. So you don't actually get a full sequence. You don't get a full scene. And yet season eight had three episodes of just Winterfell, which like, hey, I could have the entire show of just be Winterfell and I wouldn't mind. But I forgot about right the yeah. major plot. And if, yeah, the, it... and if the most important thing is the Game of Thrones and the battle with Cersei, like she, she had she had like the smallest script, I think, and everyone in the whole season. She had the least amount of lines and yet the whole focus was on her it's like show me her you know what i mean like show me her battle plan show us them making the scorpions to shoot down a dragon show us that like oh you intercepted a thing it's like oh daenerys is coming home and like have her welcome party or something like that like i don't know and then and then her 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 defense is defeated so quickly that it what no what like uh, Cersei's, I, yeah. An, her, her... A, I know it's another thing. I just like that's one thing I I didn't get over the Golden Company. It's like, yeah, I get it. Da- Daenerys just messed up your city with one dragon, but it's like she had ten seconds. Cersei had ten seconds of, and our defenses are great because we have a scorpion every ten feet on the battlements. Boom, <laughs> they're de- they're defeated. It's like, like sh- have Kyburn question her. And be like, hey, what if Daenerys does this? And like, show us a weakness in your defense. And then, you know what I mean? It's like they they, they miss so yeah, many. Yeah, they built they built they built up the Night King more than they built up her because they had they had the, even though they had they had, the, they had all they had the scenes of talking about this is what death is, or Sam was talking about you know this is what death is. And the show is Game of Thrones. Whole it's not about the Night King. You know what I mean? Like the whole show is about who's going to win the Iron Throne. And it's like, don't build up the Night King then. Exactly. It's like, build up Cersei more. Show us what, what the show is about. And again, don't change anything. Don't, like, don't cut scenes. Film like one or two more scenes. Keep the exact same season that you just had. Put in 50 more minutes of filler that helps develop a plot. And it's instantaneously best season in Game of Thrones history. Mm-hmm. That's it. There was just they they missed it by so, so little that that's a little upsetting. But again, I don't want to lose track and and focus on the negative. Whereas, still had some of the greatest moments in Game of Thrones history. Like for example, Torment. Hey, which which you coward shit in my pants? Like, um, you know the whole. Anything Tormund does, actually, in, in season yeah, eight, yeah. is the greatest. Like, throw more of that stuff in there, and it's like, you know what I mean? Let's focus more on that. Uh, again, some of the greatest lines in Game of Thrones, um, most quotable lines happen in this season. This season's still one of the greatest Game of Thrones seasons out there in tie with the other seven. So it's an eight-way tie, fortunately. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know what I mean. So that's, I guess, that's kind of my my ending thought on 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 the season. I can't wait to watch it again. 
in the year. Um, yeah. You know, re rewatch it after the dust is settled, after the newest um, show comes out, after we get all of the books and I see how the book ends. And then I'll go back and I'll watch the show. And I, I think on my rewatch then, in a, you know, ask me 10 years from now, uh, I think it'll be one of the, the greatest right. uh, shows. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and see. Let's grab uh, Maglum here because uh, he uh, unfortunately was experiencing technical difficulties. Let's see if he's um, ready to go here. So, Maglum, I have you unmuted here. So, let's see, uh, try it now and see if, uh, see if you're good to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so Ezra, you also are having a little bit of a audio distortion. Sometimes when you talk, it takes it. It seems like it's taking Discord a second to uh, kind of catch your voice. Oh lord! What am I supposed to do, man? Jiminy! I don't know, man. Uh, so, Magnum, I have you. Uh, I have you unmuted here. If you're ready to go, maybe not. Uh, if anybody else is ready to go, uh, we could throw them in. I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Sir Matt can hear you though. I That's can't. the thing. I mean, yeah. What's weird is Sir there we Matt. Go. I, I mean, oh, I there we go. Sorry, I had him. I had. Yeah, I, had I think him. it might be you. I had it. Yep, I had him muted there. Okay, perfect. Go ahead. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna first of all say good thoughts um to Lord Adam Parker, and I have to agree really very much, especially with the um whole visual aspect was so good. Like I love just the little things like. Uh, in that last episode, how you had old Ash instead of being Snow, because it was back to um, her vision in the House of the Undying, where she saw the whole place covered in snow, but it was Ash from the fire she'd caused, which was a great little um, callback and touch, which I thought was really cool. And there's obviously that fantastic scene where you see Drogon taking off behind Daenerys as she walks out, and just the wings fan out behind her. It was really, really good. It's like one of the, be one of the best visual things I've seen. But at the same time, there were problems. And yet it comes down a lot to the time they had and how they used it. And that's why I think, honestly, the episodes which I think were the weakest were probably like four and five because they were trying to do so, so much in those episodes. Like part of the reason why episode three worked was the whole episode was just spent focusing on this one battle. They had a lot of time to show the course of the battle and how things changed around. It was just this full scale representation of everything that's happening in it and that's why it worked well as an episode the reason episode two worked was because it was like the calm before the storm it was this great moment of reflection for all the characters to have some moments and a bit of time and then episodes four and five happened and it was just rush 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 we need to get to this ending because we've spent half our season at winterfell and whoopsie doopsie daisies right. so then episode six again was a lot better and i've said before there's the only time in this season that Daenerys felt like Daenerys to me was right before she died in episode six. Cause she just had this like lovely moment of like just naive wonder. And that felt like her. And that's part of the reason why her death was really sad. Cause you felt like, Oh, she's coming back. She's being herself again. And like, Nope. And that was disappointing. But the other thing which got me, and I know this is going to annoy a lot of people, but I, I do that from time to time with my opinion, but there's a, there's a big North bias in this season. Mm -hmm. So basically it comes down to everyone from the North, good guys who we want to go for, 
and then like every other leader, bad guy who you don't like. And they even did that with Daenerys, which is part of the reason why it was annoying because they didn't show her as being this nuanced character with like really good motivations behind her actions. They just said, nah, she, and even the title people give me her, they're saying, oh, she's the mad queen. It's like, hang on, that's like really just taking away the idea that she could have any logical or rational thought behind her actions, any reasoning behind what she does. I'm not saying what she does is right, but I'm saying that they kind of just framed everything she did, made everything she did the ultimate like uber bad guy evil times. And I wasn't a fan of that. And then like the peak of the moment which made me realize there's like this North bias going on was actually during that council at the end. And Sansa has her whole moment where she's like, oh, the North will remain an independent kingdom as it was for hundreds of years. And they're all just like looking at her like, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, hang on, Quentin Martell's right there. Dawn was independent longer than the North was. If anyone's got a right to claim they were the best at being an independent kingdom, it's Dawn. And it's just, all this is just forgotten in favor of the North being so wow and so cool. And I'm like, yeah, I like the North, but at the same time, it's not flawless. And the whole thing is nothing in the show should be treated as being a flawless thing. And that's, it comes down to that. It's like they ran out of time and they ran out of time for Nuon. And the only two characters who I really think kept a lot of their like both good and bad sides in it was Jamie. I actually quite liked what they did with Jamie. I think like him going on a self-destructive quest to try and save Cersei makes sense for him. It's the sort of thing he would do, even though he's like tried to move beyond her and found this like better relationship. Like being with Brienne would have been better for him. They were better for each other. She wasn't going to treat him like and manipulate him the same way Cersei was. They had a better understanding. They were, she was a better person, but it's this sort of, He's got an addiction to Cersei. He can't realistically ever fully leave her. He can't ever fully put her out of his mind. So he has to go back for her. And I liked that. I thought it was good because, like, he's not a bad person. He's just making bad decisions because of the nature of his past and his relationships. And then the other person who felt, like, still nuanced to me was um, uh, Melisandre. Because I don't think she ever really apologized for, you know, murdering a child. Nope. She still thinks... (laughs) No, she still thinks right to the end what she did. She's like, I did it for the sake of the world. I'm not going to apologize. She's did something bad, but she's got her reasoning for it. And it's treated as such as being both good and bad as a nuance type thing. Like she does a lot of good things to try and like save the world. But yeah, she, you know, burnt a child alive. That's kind of bad. It's a, a bit of that depth coming to it. And I have to say, like, again, what Lord Anne Parker brought up was probably correct. We'll probably see. A lot of similar things happen in the books. As much as I hate to admit it, we'll probably see Daenerys spiral downhill in the book. And that makes me really sad, but we probably will. But I assume that there will be a lot more setup because the books have more time. And Martin's been working on these books for ages. I mean, that might be part of the reason why, because he's like, I'm going to be bringing down a character that so many people love. I've got to do this really well. I've got to take my time and make sure it's executed really well, because otherwise people are going to hate it and I'm going to hate it. So... It comes down to, like, the same thing can happen, but the little differences and the little nuances can make it a fundamentally different story. If you give Daenerys her spiral going more effectively from earlier, it would be a lot stronger as a moment. Like, and it could be done a lot stronger. Like, you see, basically, the only piece of foreshadowing, which I say is active foreshadowing, towards what happens with her is her burning the Talis. But again, that could be viewed as just her having 
an outburst of just this frustration and anger that she does from time to time. But again, you could argue that frustration and anger outbursts like she does occasionally have could be signs of this. But everyone has moments where they just lose their shit when they've just had everything go against them again and again and again. It's not something which makes you insane. I don't know. It's just a bit of a hard thing to always get into the right situation, especially when you're trying to completely enact a character change from it's what's it called um a face heel turn yeah face yep. heel turn yep this is the love of the wrestling term the wrestling there, term yeah yeah but it's like that's the best way to put it is she's gone from a face to a heel and so it's very hard because you're gonna have a lot of people like me who really liked her who are gonna be very upset by that but just gonna say though like my absolute favorite like my absolute favorite moment of the season though i know i'm going from bad to good really quickly here but i'm just trying to get things out <laughs> wood is still like that bin episode two with old stones because i just love moments where shows take a bit of time to reflect and use good music to help communicate the emotion and there's so much in that song i freaking love old stones it's really pretty and really nice and they, they've only done a few voiced songs in the show but they're all generally pretty good i think I had an also an alternative idea as well. Like, if you're me, like saying an alternative idea for a way the ending yeah, could absolutely. have gone. So this will be an upsetting ending, and it wouldn't be a happy ending. But have it be John doesn't kill Daenerys, and he goes along with her plans because he loves her, and he can't do it. He can't bring himself to sacrifice love for duty again. He's done it before, and he's like, I can't be like that. It doesn't make me happy. And you see. Like some something down the line of like her, I don't know, destroying like Winterfell or something because it's going against uh, Sansa's going against her and she's like gotten destroyed by her. And then while you see it like just from like John like falling behind her saying, and you get an instrumental in the background of the um the song for like the hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. Get something like that and use music really well to effectively set up a bad moment. But I like seeing, I kind of like bad endings to a degree. I'm a bit of a sadist to characters. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I, I just started thinking about as you were kind of talking about the ending in that, in that moment is as I think about the books and you talked about Gurr taking so long to write them, um, it's because it's, it's, it may not just be because he has to say kill Daenerys, but I start thinking about, you know, when we see the scene of a couple seasons ago, I think it's season six when it happens of Jorah Mormont getting the grayscale removed. Well, that's not oh, yeah. going to be Jorah Mormont in the books. That's possibly going to be... be John Connington. So oh, we have yes. to start we have to start thinking about what are the things we're seeing and what are these alternate characters whose roles they're going to be? They're going to be blended. Um I mean, R plus L equals J isn't even confirmed yet in the books. And there is that enormous character of young Griff who we've talked about in some of our other patron episodes. It could be a team of young Griff and uh, Daenerys or I mean, it theoretically, I just started thinking, like, what happens if it if, say, um, Daenerys what if what if young Griff is in a scenario where he has to kill Daenerys and then young Griff turns out to legitimately be Aegon 
John, which would be yeah. Rhaegar's first son, and then it would be brother versus brother, right? And John having to fight his 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 true older brother. That's you know, I mean, that that could still be that idea of love and family and something. You could still go down that same route. So it's just it's it's the books. There's just the difference of so many characters. I just start thinking about what are these, um, what are these threads we've seen in the show that are probably going to be filled by different people in the books. Yeah, that's like that's really cool, and I love what you're saying there. I love the idea of having uh, young Griff actually legitimately be Aegon because there's so much emotional stake and investment for John and Daenerys both, who are two of our most central characters. If he really is, if he isn't, mm-hmm. then he can be treated so much more as a throwaway character. But if he really is Aegon, then you could have so many good character moments based just purely upon that. And I think mm-hmm. that's really fantastic. So it'd be a lot trickier to make use of, but I think he, Martin could do it. He's really great. He, right. he could write something really good. And so, yeah, I really, that's why I say before, like, I don't think he is. I think he probably is a Blackfire, but I so hope he really is Aegon. Because yeah. it would just be fantastic for a character standpoint. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 all right. Uh, some people are just uh, posting. You know, let me just, yes. Uh, so, um, okay, perfect. Thanks, Maglum. Uh, th- that was great. Do we have somebody that want to go? That wants no to to go next here. We'll uh, get them. Uh, get them yeah, all scored away here. Sending a long chat here. Don't yeah, I think, think we have a couple. Uh, I think we have a couple people. Lady Liz here. Yeah, Lady Liz, go go ahead and post it. Um, and we'll yeah, we'll read it because I think yeah some people too. I think some people are at work and so we uh, we'll just need them to uh, we'll need to read it but I mean yes yeah, uh, go ahead sir sir, sir Matt well I, so I've been sitting here just kind of listening to what you were saying and that's you literally blew my mind with the whole I, I never really thought about we've talked about different characters kind of replacing or the show streamlining right. stuff and can you know. Yeah, will John Connington actually be at the the, uh, the Citadel Senate. for some reason? Well, like, I mean, if so, let's say so. Let's say that he would he shows up at the Citadel and Sam has to free him. Maybe that's how Sam finds out in the books. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's not. Um, maybe yeah. it's not in some book he reads, but being told to him by John Connington, Rhaegar Targaryen's best friend, because yeah. and that changes everything. Because for Jorah to get the grayscale and show up, and they the show writers who you know have to know what's going on in the books would have said, okay, um, you know we need to get this character to here and this character to here, and let's maybe blend this from the books. So, you know, like Batman versus Superman is a great example. You and I have talked at length about this where they said, OK, we've, we've, we're kind of going to make this movie and here's some of the source material we kind of want to base it on. So let's kind of use an aspect from this and an aspect from this and aspect from this. Yeah. Well, to me, as I start thinking about this more and more, I'm thinking, so if John Connington finds his way to the Citadel. Does that mean that young Griff wins the battle at Storm's End and something else happens? Yeah. Because how else would he get there if they if they're using it in the show? That leads me to believe he's prob that's probably something that happens in the books. And Jorah Mormont's going to get back to Daenerys in some other way, and uh, you know they they don't need they don't need to do the whole uh, grayscale grayscale thing. So 
I think that is probably a point that I think you can pull. And those are things we'll, you know, we'll be diving into more as we, as we do a lot of this show to book stuff on that we're doing on Patreon. But I'm just saying, Maglin brought up a really good point when he talked, when he, when he was talking about Gers and writing these forever. And it just got me kind of thinking, sorry, we're going on a kind of tangent here, but. That's okay. Cause one thing Maglin said that I, I liked as well was the idea that like his, his, uh, his alternative or the, the, the different ending, you know, if John, actually does love Danny and just goes along with it, that actually could be what young Griff does. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does fall in love with his uh, aunt. Still be him falling in love with an aunt, right? right? If he really is Aegon. Mm-hmm. And maybe he goes along with some of the craziness. Or, you know, I don't know. There's a whole other angle there if he really is Aegon. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so. it, ch- it, would cha- it would change everything. It would drastically, yeah. it was drastically change. It could still end up being John and Danny versus Cersei if maybe Cersei tries to marry Aegon or something. You know, I mean, there's tons of different, yeah. tons of different yeah. scenarios to, well, to go with. Here. Yeah, you, absolutely. You even have that whole drama between like John choosing between quote real family that he was raised with, and then now fighting either a brother or an aunt. So he can still be, you know, R plus L can still equal J, but you have Aegon, and it's just a whole other curveball. So right. so cool. All right. Okay. Um, let's read. Uh, we got Lady Liz here, and um, I don't know her name. Yeah, Lady Mary. Yeah. yeah. Lady Mary as well. Lady Mary. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just see her uh, name here. Okay. Um, I have my response ready. Okay. Uh, Lady Liz. I'm a Stark loyalist, so I was so happy with the ending of their arcs. I was so prepared uh, for at least one or two of them to die. At the end of last season, I was so convinced like uh, that there was no way all four of them are going to make it through the show alive. Every single time Arya was in danger, my heart almost stopped. They kept playing with my emotions. Sansa becoming Queen of the North was by far one of my favorite moments in the Game of Thrones. Her entire arc, I was so satisfied because she was the character I've always rooted for since season two. Arya being free and exploring the world fits her uh, nature perfectly. Bran being king, a little skeptical about, but the more and more I read up on their theories, I'm personally all for the overall villain Bran and him being a tool for the children of the forest to get back at men or something similar. Maybe him being marked uh, by the Night King, uh, you know, did something that made him more vengeful and a higher motive to just become king. He said himself he couldn't be lord of anything, but he accepts the position of king. Just not entirely sure how uh, that works through that the entire process. John leaving made sense to me because he was over with Southern politics. He never wanted to be a leader, and he... Uh, all he ever wanted was to be a ranger. He rose to leadership not because he wanted to, and it was happy. He was happy doing it, uh, and he was good at it. Danny's entire character arc was great. Uh, yes, some of her descent was a little rushed, but as Tyrion said in the episode, it was there. Drogon's reaction to Danny though broke me. The only thing I thought about it was the scene in The Lion King where Simba is trying to wake up Mufasa, and I was crying. Sorry if this was a little bit long. No, it's perfectly great. Uh, and she says, "Uh." Uh, Lord Adam Parker got a lot of my thoughts perfectly as the season as a whole. Yeah, uh, I'm also, you know, you and I both, Sir Ezra said, we thought Sansa would win the whole thing. So she didn't necessarily win the whole thing, but she got kind of, you know, what she what she ultimately wanted. Arya exploring, um, you know, and Bran being king. This is something I think has kind of irked a lot of people. And I'm again, I'm going to kind of I'm going to keep saying keep pounding the you know the 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 podium here about the differences yep. between the show and the book because I was watching an interview with Gurr where he was taught he was asked a question about who is the most difficult character to write and he said it's a brand because 
all of the other characters are mostly adults. And he has to write this story through the eyes of a child. And, you know, the show also, I don't think handles brand nearly as well as the books do. Um, A lot of, a lot of his arc has been focused on other characters like Jojen, right. And, and Mira. Mm -hmm. And so they eat up a lot of his time. Whereas when you read the brand chapters throughout the book, which you've done, right. You've done a full brand read through. And it really is. He really is this character coming up in this world and having to face the challenges of being different. And he's, so he is another character who is always, um, he, he always wanted to be something just like, uh, Sansa always wanted to be, you know, a queen and marry somebody. And then she gets it in the end. And Bran always just kind of wanted to be a knight. Well, maybe he can't be a knight, but then that line where Tyrion talks about his story was great. His story is in the show. His story is great. I mean, everybody has great stories. I mean, he is this kid who is is crippled and goes beyond the wall and survives and gets this magical foresight and can you know comes back down and helps defeat uh, the Night King. And it's gonna because there will be more context in the in the books. You know, it's it's. I think it'll be. I think it'll be better, and I think Brand's Brand's ending will make if that if he does ultimately become king, it will it'll make more sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and and as you said, George was saying that it's hard to write his character, and it's because of things like you know he's a, he's a, a child who wants to be a knight, and so with his powers and abilities, he kind of pushes the limits a little bit. Like he right. hops into Hodor, and whereas maybe a you know an adult would say, oh, that's kind of crossing the line. I'm, I'm taking over someone else's mind here, you know, uh, whereas he just sees it. I mean, he kind of did it unexpectedly the first time, but then uh, continues to do so uh, as he's like, you know, he's attracted to Mira and wanting to be up moving around doing his own thing. And he kind of takes advantage of that Mm -hmm. situation a little bit. So yeah, it's something that's hard to navigate. Like, so as a writer, well, and, and think about, and think about the show, how, the show immediately got they got, they got nervous when the Dorn scenes started to have less uh, you know the ratings weren't as great as they hoped so they said well just scratch all that well yeah, what's yeah. To, I mean what's what's to say that they felt like the brand stuff I mean I've you know some of the people I've talked to just throughout the entire series they're like yeah I don't really like Bran mm-hmm. just because yeah it's kind of weird yeah. and it's you know it's creepy and then he misses yeah. an entire season. The the show just yeah, the show the show completely right. cuts him out of an entire season. So yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, it will go differently. And also, I I love to. I went on Reddit the other day. And I found someone who said that uh, again brought up the whole point of like that Bran will be king, but king of what or which type of king? You know, will mm-hmm. he be or when uh, Dan and Dave sat down and they were talking to to George and he said that he. They gave him the the answer. Their answer was uh, that they answered correctly, not that their answer was correct. You know, people are throwing out all these little nuggets to kind of uh, suggest the show may be drastically uh, different, even mm-hmm. you know, even after what we've seen. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, Magnum had a really good point in the chat here. Said he said it's it's uh, it's hard to write for a child because children aren't necessarily stupid, but they do have a more simplified view of the world and in ways both uh, more and less self-centered than an adult. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, Lord Adam Parker, do you think he got paid for that season? I'm guessing not. Probably, I'd probably say no. Um, all right, uh, Lady, all right, Lady Mary's here. Um, sorry that I said this took so long. That's okay. Uh, so first huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening since April during my commute and I just went back to the beginning of the reread and I'm following along from the beginning. I can't wait to dive deep into the books now with you guys. So I've been a huge fan of the uh, show since the beginning. I've watched as they air, uh, as they air every year. And I have to say that I have to agree with what most people have said about the season as a whole. The cinematography was gorgeous. The music incredible. And I loved the first three episodes, but then there was a, there was definitely a shift in the ending was so left field I couldn't wrap my head around it even after we were watching it a few times. I thought that Danny going Mad Queen wasn't unbelievable at the same time there wasn't enough development for me to believe that she could get to that point uh, with what was shown. The season seriously needed it to be at least two episodes longer if not more. I felt like D&D just wanted it to be done and they were just kind of like yeah okay that'll work let's do that That for the last three episodes of the season. I will always absolutely love the show but I uh, I wish that I felt better about the ending. My main complaint is that the Night King was built up so much more important. And while I'm listening to you guys do the reword from the start, you guys discuss what you think will happen. And you both talk a lot about how the big role you think the Night King will play in the show. And you thought it would be a hell of a lot more important than it, than it ended up being. I don't think that season seven or seven seasons of build up about the Night King and the White Walkers was worth that ending at all. Cersei was treated as the main villain, and I get that, but at the same time, they should have done way more with the Night King storyline for all the build up and screen time they gave it. I will obviously go back and rewatch, and I can't wait to get to the books, but I honestly hope the ending will be totally different from the show. I love what you guys do, and I love the rabbit hole theories. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know, it, it would be interesting to go back and, and listen to some of our episodes and hear what we were thinking uh, and yeah. how, how we thought. But, um, you know, Sir Ezra, so let's say that, and you and I have talked about this, the possibility that it could be flipped somehow. That I was just about to talk about. Yeah, So Okay, so so let's, let's say this, for, for example. Let's say that... I talked about this in my musing on uh, Patreon about um, the original outline and how the original outline makes it seem like the war with the White Walkers will happen, will be the final final battle yeah. with the others, uh, the Long Night. And so if, if the ending of the show was Arya killing the Night King, would people be, would people be more happy? Uh, wow. I mean, so maybe? like, so let's, so let's say that, you know, let's say, let's say if you flip it around, if say they, say they take King's Landing and then they say, okay, now like we've got to, we've got to, we've got the White Walkers coming. We've got to finish this. Or maybe the White Walkers are coming. So they're like, Hey, we can't fight here. We're going to have to fight Cersei first. Right. And so yeah. they fight Cersei first and then they go back up to Winterfell because that's just where they're at. And they have that's yeah. that's the battle they have because um, they realize, hey, you know, but like, hey, we got to have the battle here before he could, he gets to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the yeah. final. And if we lose here, we lose everything. You know, something along yeah. those lines to really kind of sum it up and and, um, and uh, you know, get to that. But so uh, if it ends with the Night King battle. With Arya yeah. killing Arya killing the Night King, and that's and that and that's it. Do you think people would be more like less ups, uh, less upset? 
Yes, I do. Actually, you know, the other thing I think is that I think in the, in the books, it will end with the Night King still. I don't, or not the Night, you know, whatever, the other, the Great the Battle. Right. I, I don't think it's going to end in King's Landing. And here's something else. I think the pickle they may be in is that young Griff and, and Danny Daenerys may take King's Landing that way. And she may turn kind of, she may start to go kind of mad and crazy. And then John, once he realizes that they are family, has to figure out a way, the great negotiator, right? He brings the wildlings in. No, we need their help. Well, yeah, she's the mad queen. She just destroyed all of King's Landing. But here's the deal, guys. There's an army that's coming from the north that's going to kill all of us. So we need her too. So he may be that guy that's in this pickle. And then at the end, he still may kill her. You know, it may right. be that they, use, they, they lose young Griff along the way. And he realizes that uh, the, the love interest could actually be between uh, Aegon and... Um, and Daenerys, still uh, a nephew, and and uh, right with her with his aunt, you know, whatever. Well, so think about well, think about the line that Sansa has in the third episode when she's down in the crypt with Tyrion, and they're t- and she's yeah. talking about how the Dragon Queen won't let that happen. Yeah. So clearly, the, they're still they're still down there thinking, well, what happens even if we win this battle? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's I think it's entirely possible that 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 if it you could still have that where they beat the Night King and then Daenerys is like, well, I'm your queen now. And then he like that. But so that same that same thing happens. But at Winterfell instead of King's Landing. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I mean, that would be a way to do it for sure. Because there's just there's there's too many there's there's just there's too many other characters in the books mm-hmm. that are more significant for it to happen the same. Yeah, I mean, the outcome could be the same. It could still end with Bran being King, John killing Danny, but it, it'll just, there will be different circumstances just because of the, of the characters that we have. Yeah. 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 Sure. Mm. Uh, that's the thing. That's why we're still excited about the book series and we're anxiously awaiting winds of winter and everything. And that's why it matters to keep doing the reread and keep, you know, thinking about, how this is going to be different. Okay. I mean, I hadn't thought of, of the whole John Connington piece with, um, I know that he has it, but I, like the grayscale, but I was like, wow, uh, yeah, he yeah. could take. Well, uh, and just, place, and, so. and the other thing is just wait. Um, because you know, it was just reported that there was an enormous dire wolf scene that got cut. Yeah. And so yes. what all else did they film? That wasn't like, Hey, they filmed stuff here to throw people off. What all else did they film that they were going to use that they had to cut? Yeah. That's gonna be that's very. Good. That's gonna be very telling. And what I what I kind of want to do now is I kind of want to go back to, um, about season six and and seven and start rewatching six, six, seven, and eight and being like, okay, like what is this? What where are the blends at? Like that this is gonna be a character. This whole like the John Connington piece. You not you and I now are uh, super focused on because I think it's I think it's yeah. really important. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah is okay so what does that say what have we seen in the show that's going to tell us something about a character that's a book only character where you have that kind of blend or that merging of characters because that is is the is the important things yeah that could be telling for sure right um okay okay so we got another one here by uh by ralph uh my Yeah, my Sir Ralph. My expectations for the show uh, was always kind of low. I disagree with a lot of what the creators did during, uh, did during, but 
but at the end they had got they had to get to where Gur what where Gur told them. Since I read the books in 2011, I have strongly suspected that John is going to kill Daenerys. He is the song of ice and fire. He is the balance between the two extremes that humanity faces: ice and fire. White Walkers and Danny. The fact that John ends up in the North is a sentiment of how he embraces being a Stark and not a Targaryen. I don't really agree with him being exiled. I think it would have to be his decision, rejecting the throne and going to live freely in the North. I think it would be his choice in the books. Sansa is going to be queen in the North in the books, or at least a regent for Rickon. Arya ended up roaming freely, just as Nymeria has done this whole time. Seeing her sailing and exploring reminded me of one of her heroes, the warrior, which she named her direwolf, Nymeria. Perhaps where what I see different on the books is Bran being king at the end. I don't know what Gurr will do. I can see him being more of like an advisor to the king or to all the kingdoms if they split up. Or somehow the old gods and the children of the forest use Bran's body to gain power and revenge their past defeat. Like Lady Liz, I'm a Stark loyalist. The story was above all uh, was above all about the Starks. The last book was going to be called A Time for wolves so seeing the epilogue of the series showing all the starks was cool to me good point yeah, yeah those are really good points um i like the idea that, that john would have a choice right at the end that he chooses to kind of go on his own and do his own thing because he is a true champion i mean he's he's the true warrior who is facing down um ice and fire and mm-hmm. i like that a lot makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense yeah so, so. Uh, all right, we have one. I think I think that's just about everybody who's in here. So we have one left. Sir David the Huntsman, if he yeah. is if he is ready. So I have him, uh, Sir David. I got you live here. So what's up, boys? Hey, how's it going? It is going. It's going. Oh man! So just a sort of general observation about the season when i was watching it i was super excited i was captivated throughout pretty much the entire thing i didn't think too much about it as i was watching now after that i got to overthinking things and so let's see i got a i wrote down a couple of notes just as i was sort of thinking about things so why couldn't John have been the king of seven or the the king of everything? Why couldn't he have been king? Why? I don't know. I you know I I just the scene between him and Danny when he when he kills her. Mm-hmm. I actually really love that scene. It was a beautiful scene, and we've talked a lot about the cinematography and music and all that stuff. That's great and all. I really love that, but why? Why stop him from just taking it all? Because of his honor? Because he's too much like Ned Stark? Okay, that's fine. I uh, I watch way too many 90s movies where the good guy just kind of kicked everybody's butt and took over. So <laughs> I, 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 guess that, uh, I guess that just didn't sit very well with me. And I love Danny. I love Daenerys' character. I would have been perfectly fine with her being on the throne despite literally burning everything. I, I I don't I don't know if I'm in the minority on that, but I you know it was kind of it was kind of nuts the whole thing, but like I would have been okay with her being on the throne too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I mean if if you're if you're truly gonna like fulfill prophecy, 
I'm, I'm fine with that. But then we get into meme territory. And at the very end, the unsullied leave. And John still has to go beyond the wall. And again, I ask myself, why? Because Brand's King, which is another thing. And I, you know, maybe I just haven't thought about it enough. I didn't really like that. I, I, I didn't really like him becoming king. There was something about that that just really bothered me because he wasn't very well fleshed out. Now, if he would have been like this, this BA character that I think he will be in the books, I might be okay with it. But just the way he was portrayed in the show, it's like, I hate to say it, but what was the purpose? I mean, what was the purpose of you, you, you know, you do this, this epic training with the man in the tree and then... And then what? You know, you make Hodor go crazy, and then that's it. So I, I'm I'm a little I was a little disappointed in that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sequence of the show I I think I've said this before to Lisa Ezra, but this thing needed to be like double the length. I remember when I watched the first episode, and it and it ended it it was. It was an hour, right? Or, or it was just maybe over an hour, I think. And I, and I, I was like, there's not more. Like, I'm not going to get like an hour and a half. And then just being as short as it was and with so many filler episodes, you know, you, you had like, you had all these setup episodes where nothing really action-wise was happening. Um, you know, we got the, the <laughs> we got the great Jamie-Brianne relationship. I'm sorry, I just didn't really care about that either. It was, it was, a, I just thought it was so out of left, it wasn't out of left field for the show, but I just, I don't know, I just didn't, I wasn't really feeling that. Mm-hmm. Then you, you, you just throw Thorman away, you know, oh, you know what, just go back beyond the wall, we don't need you to, to help out. I mean, just for sheer comic relief in the show, the guy has some of the best lines in the entire show. But then you're just like, nah, take Ghost. It's cool, man. We'll catch up with you later, big guy. So, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm nitpicky, but I, I am getting rather nitpicky. You know, the other thing is, so John, John, John kills Daenerys, right? Right. So wouldn't he then become the leader of the Dothraki? I think somebody said that in the group at one point. Isn't that kind of how that works? And yeah. Dothraki left. I mean, we saw him on the field. They didn't all die. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so, it is kind of un- unorthodox, just the way that um, that, well, that even her becoming the leader of you know. Well, I don't know though because that's something that's not entirely explained. Because when Cal Dr- Drogo dies in the show, I mean, he's technically killed by another Dothraki. Because he get he he gets hit and he gets poisoned, but in the books, uh, he gets wounded hunting. Right? Isn't it, it's? Uh, yeah, I think he's. You're right. I don't I, think. I, and so, I'm not a hundred percent on. I have that. to go. I have to go. I have to go back exactly to that chapter because I, I I think I think it is slightly different. But I mean, if if the Dothraki were to say try to take a city and then they died, would I don't think the Dothraki would then follow. You know. Well, somebody's got to take power, right? Oh, you're absolutely. If you're. If you're cutting the head off the hydra, so to speak, that's a good place to start, maybe. 
But I mean, he is Westerosi, so I guess that might also. But I, I'm just getting no for sure a little yeah. bit. The dragons. So I, I had a very specific sort of idea in my mind about how this whole thing was going to end, which totally turned out to not be correct. So you had in the show, you had Euron killing one of the dragons. That's another thing I wasn't super, super happy about. Cause like, I always kind of had the feeling that John was going to kill Danny, but I would have really, really enjoyed having like a second, like dance of like actual dance of dragons, like just having them fighting it out dragon style. I mean, I know yeah. technically, you know, Daenerys's mother dragons and all her kids, but yeah, it seemed to take to, to John pretty well. So why not? Why couldn't you have had like a dragon battle? Yeah. I just think that would have yeah. been pretty epic myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have been. That, that would have been cool. Well, I mean, it would have been, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. It's sort of like it, they're her. They're her dragons. I it's one thing in the book. I mean, some people theorize that there may be other dragons actually over mm -hmm. by Ashai and stuff too. I can, so. I can believe it. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I nitpick a little bit about is a sequence of events. And I, I think it was already kind of mentioned there, but <clears throat> so we deal with the Night King, and I'm sorry it was rushed. You 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 build this whole thing up. Obviously, that's not in the books but you build up the night king he's supposed to be this you know be a javelin throwing dragon killing guy and okay so you kill him i'm fine with aria killing that that's that's cool i like aria but then your then your big boss is cersei down in king's landing with her scorpions and and then you just massacre everybody i don't know I just kind of feel like if you flip the sequences, it would have been maybe a little bit more interesting, I guess. But again, like I enjoyed watching the show as I was watching it episode to episode, week to week. I had a great time watching it. It was very satisfying. But it's just, yeah. again, like when you start looking back and start overthinking some of this stuff, because I, I, I've enjoyed every single season up to this. And I have very little nitpick aside from obvious discrepancies between book and series. I mean, you, know, you mentioned John Connington. There's no John Connington here. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the character who, uh, who actually married Ramsey Bolt because it wasn't Sansa. What was her name? Uh, Jane Poole. Yeah, Jane Poole. Okay, Jane Poole. Sorry, I forgot the name. So, again, like, there's always going to be twists and adaptations. But I don't know. I, I just I feel like I feel like if they if they maybe just extended the series, give gave more episodes or at bare minimum longer episodes to explain more, maybe maybe I you know I wouldn't have been that critical <laughs> later on. Yeah. But yeah, that's just general thought. Now you also asked the question: Will it be different between the books and the series? So there's obviously been some some questions thrown at at old George about that and but to be honest with you I think it's going to be completely different mm -hmm. I think I think it's going to be completely different I think it's going to blow people's minds when they actually get it when he actually gets it done mm -hmm. 
And who knows when that's going to be. But yeah. I think it's going to be completely different. And I think it will be, to be honest with you, more satisfying than the series. So that's just my opinion, but that's that's kind of what I had no, thought for sure. on. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. yeah, I think so, too. I think it's going to be way more satisfying. Um, and, you know, what he says today, it's like we're not even finished with well, – he's, he's, he's getting there with Winds of Winter, but he may – change his mind he, i mean he talks about how the writing grows and and to finish a thing is what's hard and that's why we're so i think critical about season eight it's like if, if this were just if we, if we knew season nine was coming i think we'd be like wow this is really that this is this is intense this is all this is crazy uh if we knew there was more but since we know there is no more now we're kind of like wow that didn't go the way i thought it was going to go or there's it's 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 over everything kind of comes to you know an end here and uh it's just so unique because of those writers the show writers having to know source material and knowing the end game and trying to figure out the sequence of events to get there it's it's okay. something else so yeah all right yeah perfect oh, all right goodness. well sir Ezra, i think that is just about everybody so um yeah, a lot of really great, uh, a lot of really great discussions, today, guys. We always super appreciate these. Uh, thanks for hanging in here with us, even though we've been having some technical issues uh, across the board. It seems like. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think I so I definitely think uh, we're gonna have to do. Oh no, Magna, not you. It's uh, Sir Ezra mostly. I'm putting all the blame on him today. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I had yeah. I clearly had one too there. So, um, yeah, but it seems like uh, you know something that we're going to have to do about this um, is just more of these book to show kind of comparisons. Where do we think it's going to go? What do we, what can we, what can we learn from the three final final seasons there that are different than the books? Um, I think you one, you, you and I both heavily agree on Sir Ezra as Hodor. We, you and I both think that is a hundred percent going down the same way in the books. Right. Right. Yeah, and yeah, it's that, that's the that's the thing, right? Is is we want people to send us theories and thoughts, and still send your ravens about, you know, now we're we're shifting, go back a couple seasons and look at characters that have merged, and maybe how this thing could be could be different, um, and or and the same, right? Uh, I think that I think that'll be a lot of fun to speculate on, and and yeah, so absolutely. Um, all right. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we will see you in a week as we continue the reread. Um, Sir Ezra, it's time to sign off here. Yeah, and also I want to mention just real quick, our, our Discord server, if you haven't had a chance to go check it out, it's completely updated. We've got things on there. I mean, cosplay, buy, sell, book, book-to-book discussion. If you're on you know, uh, Dance of Dragons, you want to talk about right now, there's a discussion thread for that, and I will be in all of those. Uh, talking with people and the Facebook group is still super active. So uh, just go take a look at it. We've reformatted it and had some, some pretty cool stuff in there, but uh, yeah. So uh, if you like our podcast, forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment or send us a Raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week. And remember that winter is coming.